What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Also, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Laura, what do you got? All right, so yesterday I gave you guys a boss Latina, right? So I'm going to give you guys another boss Latina. She was born in Inglewood, born and raised, Becky G, who, by the way, has a very handsome soccer player boyfriend, but, you know, he plays for the other team, so we won't Mm -hmm. talk about him. She just launched her own makeup line, and I'm like, yo, this is so dope because she wanted to honor her Mexican heritage. She has this eyeshadow palette that is called I Am, and every color on that palette has a positive word in Spanish. So every time you're like, you can apply it, you're saying, I am, and it'll be like, poderosa. I am divina. I am, right, which means divine, divine or I am, right. yeah, like, powerful, I was like, yo, right, powerful. Poderosa. I was like, that yeah. is so dope. And then yeah. I was like, cool, this is so dope. But I loved what she did. She implemented tequila in her Makeup. What? Oh, so you should have started with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get drunk. On talking the about all that empowerment, man. Somebody care about empowerment? <laughs> you talking about tequila, girl? Yeah. I love the empowerment stuff, and of course the tequila too. No, so her eyeshadow palette has um, infused agave from Jalisco in it. Oh. Wait, eyeshadow? Mm-hmm. I need some lip balms. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the eyeshadow palette. Although the eyeshadow is better if you put, you know, because they say right anything through your eyes, right, like gets uh, absorbed better. So you go. Maybe. Okay. I'm not trying I mean, to drink my eyeballs, still, though, man. <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. You into some strong mess that I know. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know, you shooting injection through your eyeballs to get high Same. and stuff. That's I don't what they know, say. I, that's all I'm saying. What they say. That's what they say. You told me you got hit in the eye with a basketball. Now I know the truth. People say. People say. People say. La gente dice, so yo lo creo. La gente dice. Mucho, mucho amor. Mucho, mucho amor. Yeah, so she wanted to honor her grandparents who are from Jalisco and you know my family's from Jalisco so it tugged me a little bit so I wanted to give her a shout out right, I did not cool. know your family was from Jalisco yeah both of my parents are from Jalisco yeah do they know how to make tequila no but we sure know how to drink it yeah that's <laughs> what I'm talking about damn skippy yeah alright that is what you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are uh, alright so Let's do this real quick. Well, not real quick. We don't have to do it real quick. But So, LZ, mm-hmm. big story in the last 24 hours. Supreme Court basically gives the NCAA the finger um, and tells them, yeah, this name, image, likeness thing is on. Deal with it. So, huge moment for college athletes, particularly college athletes that play in sports that bring in revenue, uh, who have been, let's face it, uh, taken advantage of in a lot of mm-hmm. ways by the system. And I know people push back, oh, you got a free education. Okay, cool. But if you're playing college football and your scholarship is worth $35,000 a year, um, that probably don't add up to the same that you could make if based on the economy of college football. <laughs> okay? that I don't feel like that's an even split even with the free education. Okay? And by the way, scholarships are renewable every year, which most people don't talk about because we don't talk about that with Division One, because we only focus on the guys who are probably going to be pros anyway. Um, so that needs to be a, a part of the discussion. Anyhow, so a couple questions for you. Mm-hmm. So Reggie Bush, w- are we doing retroactive? Or are we just getting back to Heisman? Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Because Reggie has a, a statement. I want to make sure I have it here. Reggie Bush statement. It says, over the last few months, on multiple occasions, my team and I have reached out to both the NCAA and the Heisman Trust 
In regards to the reinstatement of my college records and the return of my Heisman, we'd have multiple messages from Michael Cornerford, the president of the Heisman Trust, but instead received a call from Rob Whalen, the executive director, who stated that Mr. Cornerford would not be calling us back and that in any event, they could not help us. We reached out to the NCAA on multiple occasions and received no help and got no response at all. It is my strong belief that I won the Heisman Trophy solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field, and it is also my firm belief that my records should be reinstated. I'm with him. Let's go. I don't know if I am. Whoa, really? I don't know if I am. Because that's a conversation to me that is a little bit different than the one that we're talking about as it pertains to the Supreme Court's ruling. Um, not that what happened to Reggie wasn't fair. Right. Because it, it certainly was not fair. Mm-hmm. But the conversation in terms of, you know, reinstituting records, performances, team finishes, Heisman trophies, that goes way beyond Reggie Bush. So if Reggie is advocating for everyone who has been punished for these improprieties at the time, then I might be down with it. I.e., yo, I want my Heisman back. Have Chris and the Fab Five record be reinstituted. Do okay. this, do that. Then I might be like going, okay, he's talking about let's clean up the system. Let's go full rewind. Right. What he's saying is, where's my Heisman? <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. This this is a big-ass moment in college sports. Think bigger, man. Be bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a real opportunity here to right some wrongs way more than just you and I get it you ain't got to fight for everybody I understand all that but if you're going to talk about you being done wrong on the heels of this ruling I think your case is a lot stronger if you point to more examples beyond yourself so that it doesn't appear as if you're being selfish or just having self-interest in this space as opposed to what I prefer, which would be a total come-to-Jesus moment for the NCAA and these schools and these conferences. Yeah, no, look, I've been... I mean, I've listened to Reggie over the years, and I do feel like while he's talked, you know, been asked, I don't say, I don't want to say he's talked a lot. He's been asked a lot about his specific situation. I, I, I... I do recall at least on a couple of occasions where he has brought up those things that you're bringing up, LZ, just kind of the bigger picture. Um, would, you're just saying you would have liked to have seen it also in the statement that he released. Because this is a big moment. Right. And this, this would have been a wonderful moment if it was a joint statement with, you know, maybe like a, a handful of, of players who have been done wrong because of the scenario. Yeah, Jalen and them guys. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When you when you say, me, 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 when this has been a rule that has undermined the earning potential for well over like 60, 70 years, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it's like, be bigger. Use your platform to really make significant changes for a lot of people. Rally people together. Be a leader in this. But 
at the same time, I get it. He's just like, hey, I don't, I didn't get the money that I could have earned at the height of my fame. Can I at least get my Heisman back and what I did? I get it. I just wish he would have been bigger in that moment. Now, LZ, let me ask you this. Now that this thing is here, like I think that there are schools openly embracing this already. For oh, example, for example, um, one of the Heisman, uh, speaking of Heismans, one of the Heisman candidates, the top five Heisman candidates this year, and he was one last year, and then you know he, he was playing well, but he got hurt, uh, you know, was out for this, the season, like the latter third, was the kid, the quarterback from Miami, De'Aaron King, was the transfer from Houston a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Did you see what he set up online? No. Oh, man. Let me say something here real quick. This dude is smart. So he set up a website, okay, uh, dereckking.shop, and it's got – I'll send this to you real quick. He's got apparel, signed memorabilia, and a place for you to connect with him if you want to create endorsements opportunities for himself. That's smart. Um, now – I, I, so I just sent you in the in the chat so you can see what it, what the website looks like. Um, I, I think it's brilliant what he did, and he's the first kid to do it, and it's smart because to your point, he's already a Heisman candidate, so why not? Right. Um, and he and he plays at a you know in theory a you know a, a very popular program, right? Um, but who like who do you still do you believe that this will create a bigger gap between the have and have nots? Or do you believe that this will level the playing field at least a little bit, in at least in co- in, in the big conferences? Can I be real with you for for a moment? Yeah, I don't give a damn. You don't? I don't. I don't care if the Power Five schools end up getting all the best players and win all the championships forever and a day. I don't. I don't really care about that because oh, by the way, they're doing it now anyway. Um, what I care about is that lacrosse player who has been the best player in the country for the past two seasons, now being able to go back home in the summer and host camps and make money off of it while they can. What I care about is the starting center who never gets talked about, but can go back and, and host his own camp back in his hometown and make a little money and, and, and line his pockets monetizing his success. Right. I don't care how universities are able to... Well, no, no, no. I wasn't referring to universities. I was referring to the way the kids specifically would be able to... Like, which schools are going to do it, do the best job by the kids, is my question. In terms of what? Like, assisting uh, them in terms of monetizing yeah, of their getting image and them, stuff like of that? Yeah, of getting them... Uh, look, uh, <laughs> of getting them to... Getting them those resources that they're going to be seeking now. I wouldn't trust the schools, honestly. Because I think co- I think the smart coaches will be like, "Oh, I got some, pl- I got some stuff lined up for you." I wouldn't trust the schools, to be quite honest with you, because okay. the schools were the ones trying to keep you broke to begin with. Right. <laughs> like, if you need a Supreme Court to tell you to help me out, you ain't really trying to help me out. So I don't know if I would trust the schools to begin with like that. I might trust my high school coach. I might trust my pastor. I obviously trust my parents and friends and chosen family and things like that. But considering that the system had to be forced to help me, I'm looking at their help with a little bit of a side eye. Now, I might go to, like, you know, the Black Student Union, you know, advisor. I may go to 
you know, a counselor or something like that for some advice or whatever, what have you. But to say, you know, oh, Duke University is now going to work hard to help you monetize. But when Zion blew his foot out of his shoe and he may have jeopardized his entire NBA career, y'all was like, yo, get your ass back on the court and play. We got to get to the final four. <laughs> like, I don't know if right. I trust you to be looking out for me like that. Yeah. Um, all right. But there is one piece of advice I want to give. Yes. If you are a student athlete and you believe you have earning potential, before you begin looking at monetizing your earning potential, get yourself an accountant. Yes. Get yourself a money person. Yes. Because what you don't what you won't see in the headlines and what you may not even see in the main body of the story is that that ish that you get from monetizing your image is taxable income. Correct. And you need to make sure that your money is lined up proper. Right. Don't spend what you don't got. Don't spend what you don't got and set aside so that you can pay Uncle Sam. Right. Because then you're going to get into some real trouble. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next, I want to specifically address UCLA and USC when it comes to this. And you and I are going to create, because I saw Key do this on first take today. Key was double dipping on his radio show and first take. And he did a top five of the most famous or infamous college football players that would have made the most money, you know, from this particular rule had it been instituted when they were playing. And his list, uh, you know, I will, t- I will reveal his list, <laughs> which is kind of funny, uh, in a moment as well. So we'll get to that on the other side. Um, don't forget, big deal or no deal at 6.30, our most popular segment each and every day here on the uh, show at 6.30 each and every day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, LZ, today is the anniversary also of Armageddon. Mm. We did uh, Boomerang earlier. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I actually kind of like this movie. Ew, as ter- George, no. As terrible as it is at times. Oh, at times. You know, there was something about the campiness of it, you know, whether it was the whole element of Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and, the you know, the Russian's astronaut was hilarious, I it's thought. It's the song. The oh. song is good. And Bruce, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, like 20-something years, Bruce Willis it. dies. Is that why you like it? Because he's dead? He, he pulled Ben Affleck out and threw himself in to die to save the world. All in slow motion. He did. <laughs> I even shed a tear for Bruce. Wait, you won't cry for Selena, but you shed a tear for Armageddon? You got to be kidding me. Oh, I hell. Did. I did. I did. In the movie, the- I saw it in the movie theater and I shed a tear. Oh, my word. Yeah. I know. I mean, you never I actually know. see him die. No, but if you he hadn't let Ben Affleck die, then we wouldn't have to deal with his version of Batman. Oh, <laughs> good point. Good, good point. 
It's Bruce's fault. (laughs) Bruce's fault. Um, Yeah, man. Then they got the funeral after with this picture there, their wedding or funeral, (laughs) funeral funeralish wedding. I don't know, whatever they did at the end. It was weird, but it was, I don't know, it wasn't bad. There was another movie that came out at the exact same time that had like a very deep similar impact. premise. Yeah. It was Deep Impact. Who, who and thought I actually, that was a good idea? Like to release that deep, at the same deep time? Deep Impact as, was first. Was it first? Deep Impact was first. Hold on, I'm going to look this up. And that actually made more sense to me. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It was released May 8th, 1998, as opposed to July 1st, 1998. Deep Impact made more sense to me because everybody went up there and died. Right. And I was like, that's realistic. Right. Taylor Leone died. Robert Duvall died. Elijah Wood died. Morgan Freeman. Wait. Right. No, no, no. Morgan didn't die. Oh, no. Morgan didn't die. You're right. He didn't die. Yeah. Everyone else I mentioned died, though. That Um, made more sense. Because yeah. people should be dead when an asteroid comes and crashes into the Earth. I know, but Bruce saved us. The thing split in the middle. In slow motion. It did. Was that Michael Mann? <laughs> Hold on. I got to look that up right now. Hold on. I was like, why is everything so slow? Why are they walking down the hallway slow? And we only, and everything, like, it's literally a scene that says, we're running out of time. And then it's like, okay, everything's so in slow there motion. Is, when I put in Armageddon movie, there yeah. is actually a Google search that came up, literally that said Armageddon versus Deep Impact. Okay, <laughs> so there is like people debating this. Is that the, the next versus? Is after Keith Sweat and man, Bobby Brown? LZ, I'm not even joking. There are so many of these think tanks and think pieces about this. Um, it's, so here's the first one: ScreenRant.com. While both movies share similar storylines, there are vastly different in terms of tone. Armageddon is a bombastic action movie, while Deep Impact is a slower paced and contemplative drama. Most mm-hmm. fans already know that Armageddon fared better commercially than Deep Impact. Yes. And uh, so there you go. But I prefer Deep Impact. Okay. It was like, people dying, man. Well, Deep Impact definitely has better characters in the movie, for sure. Yeah. But Armageddon soundtrack, sorry, Deep Impact. We got you. It was one song. Aerosmith, man, you just heard it. It was one song. But it was a popular-ass song. It was an overplayed song. That song was (laughs) the most popular song that year, I feel like. Ugh. Definitely that summer, because that was like a summer blockbuster, right? Like, I like 1st, Diane Warren, and I don't want to, you know, speak bad of her because she obviously is a, you know, the goat of songwriters, especially hit makers. Yeah, but man, I couldn't think of a song that drove me crazy more than this Ma- song. Yes, maybe <laughs> my heart would go on. Uh, my heart will go on is pretty is is definitely in that category. I was like, you know what made my heart go on so terrible was Celine Dion herself. Yeah, because sometimes she would perform it live. Yeah, and then she would like pound her chest all hard, but talking about her heart's going on, and I'm like, girl, if you don't stop being so damn extra, <laughs> she's Canadian, man. We don't get a lot of extra Canadians. <laughs> That's true. You know, there she is. There she is. Can we talk about how this song also played in Titanic where she let Leonardo DiCaprio die? After she, she did said let she Leo die, man. Go. And you know you, he could have fit in that door. You, what, he could have fit in the door. Mm-hmm. And the other part of this is this. I had this conversation the other day, like, who's more ride or die? And I said, well, Rose definitely a ride or die. No, you know who's no. ride or die? Um, uh, you know, I was because they were arguing me that well, Talia Shire's character in Rocky, what was her name? Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. They were like, Adrian ain't ride or die. She always told Rocky he was going to lose. I'm like, but she was there. She was right there in the crowd, though. 
You know, Rose pushed the, you know, let Leo die. She did. You know who's a real ride or die for me? Who? Vivica Fox. In which in, movie? In, Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She was like, I'm going to get this truck. Yeah. I'm going to drive to the to the grounds. Yes. I was like, damn, girl. She was she ride is. or die for the dog. She was trying to die she for, did. She for the saved first the lady. Dog. That's right. She saved the first lady. She saved yeah. the dog. Yeah. She was ride or die. Anybody in her ecosystem, she was like, I'm a ride or die for you. You yeah. get a ride or die. You get a ride or die. Yeah. She might have, that might be the most ride or die character in a movie ever. But it was character. also the moment when I realized a white person that wrote it. Because <laughs> I was like, ain't no sister <laughs> leaving no damn door open for no dog when aliens are blowing up everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, dog. I'm sorry, man. That ain't, that, no, we ain't doing that. <laughs> she left that door open for a good, like, we'll leave the door open and call you and yeah. give you a couple of minutes. She, like, stuff was literally blowing up right yeah. in front of her and she was still, yeah. come on, Ralph, come on. Come on. Yeah. I was like, come, come on, on dog. Vivica. Yeah. Come on, Vivica. You know we won't do it like that, girl. Stop. Yeah. You tell that little boy you tried and we'll yeah. get you another puppy if you survive this. Right, right. If we get through the aliens. <laughs> right. We'll find you another dog. Trust me. There'll trust be dogs me. left. <laughs> if not, we'll get an alien dog. I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know no sisters like that. <laughs> I said, that's them uh, folks that like kissing dogs on the lips and stuff. That ain't what we do. Mm-mm. That's funny. Um, real quick. So before we get to the keys list, we could do that maybe in the last segment because we're going to run out of time here. But USC and UCLA. Now, yes. the assumption, LZ, is that USC would be the team that would benefit from this the most, right? As well they will. And I do believe they will. But should we not overlook that our man, Martin Jarman, is a former Division I athlete not that long ago, right, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was winning, playing in the NCAA tournament, upsetting as a 14 seed at UNC Wilmington. Like, I actually think for basketball, I don't know about for football, maybe we'll see for football, but, like, for basketball, I feel like Martin – We'll be able to step up and help UCLA basketball in this regard with name, image, and likeness. I mean, he'll be able to help UCLA basketball. The problem with UCLA at this point is that they haven't won anything in so long. Sorry, Greg. That when was the last time USC won something. Oh, you try to sit under your breath and all slick and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, it's about the same. Well, there's two sports that we care about most, right? Right, right, but 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 football, okay. Basketball. So USC was in the Rose Bowl with Sam Darnold, right? Yeah, and 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 UCLA was in the Final Four last year for the first time in oh wow since Kevin since Kevin Love like a color me bad singer oh six yeah oh six yeah when was the last time UCLA USC was in the college football Na- national championship yeah the, right, right around two thousand six. About two thousand six. When was the last time yeah. UCLA was in the national conversation? No, it's not in football ever. Did you say 1998? When Edron James ran for 300 yards again in December because of that makeup game. All I'm saying well, is plus, I, plus, I'll say this, Greg, and yeah. you know this is true. You may not want to say it out loud because it hurts your soul, but you know it's true. SC colors just look better, man. No, no, God, red's the worst. Red is just SC colors worst. just look better, man. No, 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 no. It's that blue and gold. It literally and anyway, looks like hey, fire, man. It look, literally looks like fire. Do you, well, do you know, on, on the football uniforms, it looks nice. For nice sure. man. No, on on the on the on the basketball unis though, UCLA's unis look nice. Earth. How about how about this though, LZ? Mm-hmm. Jordan Brand. UCLA is Jordan Brand. 
Are they back, Jordan Brand? Yeah, they are Jordan Brand right now. That, Football, was, basketball. Yes, this year it just started. It actually just started the other day. Because they were Under Armour for a they minute. They were, yeah. Under Armour got out and they brought in Jordan Brand. So UCLA okay. is now go, Jordan Brand. Wearing See? those nurses' shoes because they paid you all that money. Yeah. <laughs> well, they paid a lot of money. <laughs> they did pay a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, you say no to it? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. They straight up look like nursing shoes. What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. But now it's so, Jordan brand. Yeah. So here's the deal. Coming up next, we're going to play Big Deal or No Deal, everyone's favorite segment, most listened to segment on the show at 6.30 each and every day. At 6.45, we're going to do uh, our top five guys of name, image, and likeness who would have made the most money uh, prior to this announcement today and, you know, past college players. Key gave his top five on first take. I'll reveal that because it's kind of funny uh, in a minute as well. We'll do that in the last segment, but we're going to play Big Deal or No Deal next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000 if you're injured in an accident. That's Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Greg? All right, LZ. Sophia DiMartino plays Sylvie in the Disney Plus show Loki, and she is a new mother. She posted this to Twitter today. It's not easy being a working mama. Genius Christine Wada designed Sylvie's costume and added concealed zippers so I could pump easily and nurse my baby between takes. Little things like this that made it possible for me to do my job and be a parent. I'm forever grateful. Is this a big deal or no deal? This is such a damn huge deal, man. Way to way to make somebody feel seen. I can I can I just tell y'all something real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm about I have I'm doing um ABC this week on Sunday, and beforehand, you know, like I was talking about Little Wayne and his hair, I want to make sure my hair is crispy for the show. Mm-hmm. And it's like I gotta like scramble and try to find somebody that can do my hair and blah 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 because we don't employ people that can do natural hair like mine. Mm-hmm. And it's like just another reminder of like going, oh, man, everybody else can get their hair done right there. I gotta find, you know, blah blah blah. And you don't feel seen. It's so wonderful to see an example of someone who's just being recognized for where they are in life and instead of you know feeling ostracized for it, they just go, Oh, we see you. Here, let's help you out. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Huge I mean, deal. Look, I agreed. I mean, it, I, I can't really say it any better. I mean, it is, it is a monstrous deal for sure. That's, that's when you go next. That's when you go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I didn't know if Laura was going to win. Laura, you're welcome to weigh in if you'd like Do to. Do you feel seen, Laura? As a woman, yes. I mean, I don't got no kids, but if I would, I would want my employer to help me out. Of course. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Huge. On to the next one. All right, Sedano, Blue Origins Jeff Bezos has chosen an early female aerospace pioneer, an 82-year-old pilot named Wally Funk, who was denied astronaut wings decades ago because of her gender, to rocket into space with him later this month. Is this a big deal or no deal? I mean, it's a big deal. Um, going into space, 
is a big deal. Um, obviously, the storyline that you just mentioned is a big deal. Man, I I don't know about you. I just got I, you know I got no. You and I, LZ, always talk about like you know be afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of the ocean a little bit. Not like afraid, afraid, but like you know there's stuff in there we don't know about, and there's certainly stuff in space we don't know about. And the space travel part is still fairly new, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, I'm gonna let y'all do that for a while before for I real? even consider it, you know. For real, come on. It's just like taking an airplane, except you know a little bit higher. <laughs> right. So that's right. like, I see you, Jeff. You know, everybody's on your head because you rich. You don't like to pay your employees for real, for real. But this or is a nice taxes. gesture. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Right. Or pay taxes. Don't forget that. Or, well, you know, I, I won't sing him out for not paying taxes. I think there's a whole group of them. Well, he ain't the only one, right? You're, you're right. right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All right. What's next? All right, LZ. Someone named Tanner Maple tweeted out the other day, I just found out that one can go to a movie theater in Texas and buy a pickle at the concession stand. One single pickle in a bag. They put it with the candy. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard about Texas. Is this a big deal or no deal? Is it a cold pickle or a room temperature pickle? I'm assuming it's like with all the other candy, so it's room temperature at that point. But it's no, in the bag with a little bit of like the juice, you know? Like yeah, a, then it's not a big deal. If they had taken the extra, the extra step and made sure that it was cold so it's crispy and get that crunch on, that's a huge deal. But I ain't eating no soggy, warm pickle. I don't care if Texas got it or not. <laughs> so... I'm going to say it's a big deal because in the Sedano household, outside of me, everybody loves pickles. And my children eat those uh, speared dill pickles uh, all the time, like straight up out of, like, the fridge. Um, So that would work well um, with the people in my family outside of me. So, you know, but they'd love it. So I'd say big deal, at least for me. But I don't love pickles like that. I I don't like pickles, period. Pickles are delicious, man. Pickles, but it's got to be cold. Yes. Or no warm pickles sitting next to the M&M's. And not the butter, bread and butter pickles either. It's got to be a dill pickle. Yeah. And I, I, don't want, I, I don't want spears either. I want to. I want it whole. I want to yes, do my whole. own cutting. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. uh, Laura, you like pickles? I do. It depends on like how I'm eating them and with what. But yeah, I don't okay. mind them. Right. I got a big old jar of Bubby's. Garlic pickles. Okay, you my, went too oh, far, so bro. Good. Went oh, too they're far. so good. Too far. <laughs> so I always good. like when Laura drops a bro on you. Like, no, it's too far. <laughs> Why is that too, too far? <laughs> You're like pounding your chest like Celine Dion. Yeah, and it's just like, look, you you are really pounding your chest. Like the pickle with the sandwich, you know, that comes on the side. That one's cool. The one on a burger. That's it. That's all you need. You don't got to be walking around like an amusement park or the fair. Oh, those with are the good. Pickle. Oh, hell no. Yeah, those are good. Do you do the turkey legs? Turkey legs are good, too. Ooh, I love turkey legs. I only legs. did it at Disneyland. I never do it again. They're too big. Why? I can't finish all of that. So I'm like, I feel bad throwing all the food away. Mm. You're supposed no. to eat it with TiVo. It's like a double date thing. Yeah, um, exactly. TiVo's on pause. Oh! <laughs> I mean, it took... You let us go this long? <laughs> Two hours and 37 minutes or whatever? That ain't right, girl. You're supposed to, let, you're supposed to do that in the pre-show meeting. <laughs> Why? It ain't that important. It's oh, important man. to me. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a recurring bit on the show on top of that. TiVo's on pause. Okay. But the good thing about TiVo, you can always restart it. That's why it's TiVo. Right, right, right. We'll see. 
I mean, what, did he get too loud because of the Clippers or what happened? There? No. no. Okay. Is he heartbroken because of the Clippers and took it out on you because you had them 17 rings in his face? <laughs> I should have done that, but no. no. Okay. All right. All right. What's next, Greg? On to the next one. We're done prying. All right, Sedona. Quentin Tarantino. Yes, for now. Quentin Tarantino was on Joe Rogan's podcast and was talking about a hypothetical Kill Bill three, uh-huh. and said, "I think it's just revisiting the characters twenty years later and just imagining the bride and her daughter, Bibi, having twenty years of of peace, and then that peace is shattered, and now the bride and Bibi are on the run, and just the idea of being able to cast Uma and her daughter Maya in the thing would be freaking. Didn't say freaking. Exciting." Would Kill Bill 3 be a big deal or no deal? But wait, is Bill back from the dead or something? Like, what the hell? I'm trying to figure out who's left to chase them. <laughs> right. she, killed right. all, she killed everybody. She had a list. The only person that was kind of sort of maybe left was um, Daryl Hannah in yeah, the trailer yeah. park. She got what, but she got no eyes. She got no eyes, and there's a snake in there that's waiting to kill her, a black mamba. Right. And I we mean, assumed that the black mama got her. Yeah. But she can't see. She had a list. She crossed everybody off. And all 88. Oh, she did. The crazy 88 all went down. All, all of them. Yeah. Well, Who's no, there that? was that one kid. Remember? Oh, that she, she said, get out of here or run Yeah, away. get out of here. Go back to your mama. You don't be messing with Yakuza's. Ooh, she slapped him on the butt up. with her sword. That kid grew up and said, remember this butt? <laughs> That could be what happened. You never know. Yeah, uh, I say you you let leave that one alone. I know you don't need it. It was too. Those were good movies, man. Don't be like the up. only thing I would rather see, but it's impossible to really do it well. Mm-hmm. Is to actually see them all together on a mission, like go a prequel, like a prequel. I would see that. That I would see. But it's almost. But impossible it's hard. To do it. it's, so, hard. it's twenty years later. Yeah. Yeah. Not and, and none of them anymore. look the same. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it would be cool, though. They should have done that sooner. Wait, what it, about the daughter? What about Vivica's daughter? Oh, that could be it. Vivica's right? daughter. Right. Yeah. It could be Vivica's daughter. Right. She's mad because she left the door open for the dog when the aliens were coming. No, wrong movie. <laughs> Vivica's daughter saw them take her out, and then she's coming for revenge. See that? I like. Oh, yeah. And then she's going to get the aliens to come help her out. Different movie. Damn it. Yeah. I'm just trying to help Quentin out. Yeah. All right. Last one. Go ahead. All right. Uh, LZ, Albert mm-hmm. Pujols brought in the first run tonight versus Patrick Corbin, a lefty. Pujols leads the Dodgers in average, slugging, and OPS versus lefties. And despite being the, with the Angels for the first 24 games, he's tied for second in RBIs versus left-handed pitching. Is this a big deal or no deal? This is a huge deal. Huge deal. Because that means we got a problem. <laughs> that means we got a problem. Right. When 59-year-old Albert Pujols is your best hitter against <laughs> Come, lefties. Coming in halfway through the first part of the season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's problematic, man. Huge deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree. George? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm in agreement. I, I mean, I yelled it out. 59-year-old Albert Pujols Anybody? can't be your best hitter against lefties. So, there you go. So... Uh, someone just, uh, Spider Palinka just tweeted us and said, the pickles at Cantor's Deli are the best, and I'm not a pickle guy either. They are good. All right. All right, you know what, Greg? Do one more. What the hell? We didn't get the music on the last one, so it didn't feel right. Bike shorts are making a comeback. Oh, for the love. 
That, by the way, that was my nice way of making of taking a shot at Laura. Hmm. I was that. I was gonna do. Greg went. I was like, okay, y'all, y'all did it. But I'll take my shot. I'll take my L. Just saying. So y'all don't say I don't ever take a shot at Laura. There you go, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> Feel better. You made Greg's day. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have another one? No. Bike shorts. <laughs> Bike shorts. Making no. a comeback. See, right. I figured out the difference, Greg. Yeah. I'm like really loud y no me dejo. Like he tries to be like, Lord, and I'll be like, nah, bro. Something happened. And then I just like kind of fight it back. Yeah. You got to like pump out your chest. A like, little bit. Oh. A bit. A little bit. By the way, I got one for you. So you Business Insider has done a story today. See what I mean, Elsie? That says, admit it. Grilling is bad. And it says just because you can cook outside doesn't mean you should. Your grill is dirty, has poor temperature control, and lets fat drip into the flame. Indoor cooking is better, which is why that's the main way you cook. And he adds, the very first time you use a grill, it's delightfully clean. Then the food touches it. Grills run at high heat and food burns onto the grates. Like with pots and pans, burned on food is tough to remove from grill grates. But admit it. You don't even really try. You turn up the heat high. You scrub the grates with a brush. So some suit falls into the fire, and you call it clean. If you did that with your frying pan covered in burned food, people would call you disgusting and refuse to eat in your house. Big deal or no deal, LZ? About cooking inside versus out? That your grill is nasty. That's really is bad. Man, who wrote that? His name is Josh Barrow. Josh, shut up. Cooking yeah, outside. Josh. Like a man. Yeah. Yeah. No deal. All right, I got one more because Laura just tweeted it from Bleacher Report. Shikari Richardson could miss the Olympics after testing positive for marijuana. Big deal or no deal? For real, we still doing that? I, I think it's ridiculous. We still doing that for real? <laughs> marijuana? I mean. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because, one, you have an athlete that spent their entire lives trying to build up to this moment. Right. But then also, two, at some point, um, there's got to be a come-to-Jesus meaning about these classifications about drugs, recreational drugs. Yeah. And hopefully this is just one more push to have a much more robust conversation about it. I hope so. But the IOC we, is. We need weird. to free Alex Caruso. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I tweeted about it then. So, All right, that is Big Deal, No Deal, everyone's favorite segment here on the show, highest-rated segment on the show at 6.30 each and every day. Coming up next, uh, we will finish our conversation about name, image, and likeness. Key had a top five today. He did double-dipped. He did his radio show at first take. Top five former college football players that would have profited the most from their name, image, and likeness. And we'll tell you his list, which was kind of funny. And LZ and I will have a top five as well. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh! What? Come on now. 32 years ago today, LZ. So Millie Vanilli's, right here. Millie Vanilli's second song off their first album, Baby Don't Forget My Number, went number one on the Billboard charts. Are we playing this because Viking shorts are back? 
Yes, exactly. It's a big deal. Greg might be happy. He's probably right now with a pair of biking shorts and a mop on his head, dancing in the circles. <laughs> now, in this, in this song, LZ, because, mm-hmm. you know, girl, you know, it's true. They did some dancing and stuff, and it was cool. But in this one, this was like a workout video. Well, they had lots of energy since they weren't singing. <laughs> it's just so messed up. Yo, man, one of them killed himself, man. Come on. It's sad. They still it weren't is. singing. They still weren't singing. I do, I do like Blame It on the Rain, though. I will say that. Blame It on the Rain is a good song. It's a good song, man. And the truth be told, I felt the, the true solution should not have been taking their Grammy and just leaving it vacant. It should have been actually giving the Grammy to the people who actually sang the song. Yeah, I agree. Nothing gets some shine. It's not like we didn't like the song. Not like we didn't like the singing. Right. I mean, look, CNC, did CNC Music Factory win any awards? Because Martha Wash was singing that thing. They might have got like an MTV award or something like that. But not but like yeah. a Grammy. Yeah. Not a Grammy. Because, no. yeah, man. Oh, here it is right there. Listen to that beat at the beginning. Turn it up, girl. Hey. Come on. I used to, <laughs> my be- my friend in high school, <laughs> I have a friend in high school, um, it was my boy, and he used to date a girl named Lorraine, and we used to sing this to her, we used to sing it, blame it on Lorraine, she used to get so mad. God, Why would that. you guys do that? Oh that man, it was just stuff. funny. No, 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 Why would your mama name you Lorraine knowing there's a song coming? Okay, that's <laughs> true, but like, because there's a song in Spanish. And it's, mm-hmm. it has my name on it, and everybody would always sing it. It was so annoying. Yeah, we used to sing that. Well, and you know what it was, too, is that Lorraine, we used to have another nickname for her, too. She was called Pobrecita Lori because her mom, she was a really cute girl, really smart. Her mom was strict as hell. You know you have that one parent that's, like, overly strict? You know what I mean? She's like, damn. And it was crazy because her pops was like super fun and cool, but her mom controlled the house. You know what I'm saying? So like my was boy. Was body banging? Who, uh, Lorraine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she was very she was Well, that's why my mama was safeguarding it. So, get it? but it was crazy. So we would like go out, you know, like, I mean, we're, I don't know, man. We were like 15, 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like. And we'd go out, whatever, to the movies or wherever, go just whatever you do as a teenager, right? Like, even before we had cars, like 15 years old. Um, and my my boy, Javi, man, he would have to stay home with her. Like, they wouldn't let her go out. We'd all be going out. And it'd be like, we, we would go out. And, like, the crazy thing is her cousin was, like, in my class. So her cousin would go out with us all the time. And that's where the nickname came. Be like, hey, where's Lori? No, nah, Lori can't come because her mom. Be like, ah, oh, pobrecita Lori. Pobrecita means... You know, poor. Lori. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Mm, I don't so, think she was as strict. Yeah, she was letting her date. Okay, Latino household, sixteen. You don't date, so she wasn't that pobrecita. No, man, come on, man. This is the nineties <laughs> already. Girl. This ain't nineteen seventy or sixty. You know what I mean? My like, mom did not like. I mean, we dated behind her back, but we didn't like bring the guys home or anything like that because it would be like a no-no. No, no. I'm thirty-three. I'm gonna be thirty-three in a few weeks. All right. Well, pobrecita Lori, and then we used to when when poor when poor Javi couldn't go out with us, we'd be like, "Blame it on Lorraine, yeah, yeah." <laughs> so messed up. That's that so is messed, messed up. up. It is messed up. It Are is they messed still up. together? No, hell no. And it's your fault. <laughs> it might be. It might be.
He might be. One day he looked up and was like, you know what, Lorraine? It is your fault. <laughs> I need to clip this and send it to him. He'd, be tri- he'd trip out. I don't know if his wife would trip out, but maybe she would. Who knows? Um, but anyhow. Um, all right. Give me some football music, Laura, because LZ and I, I got to reveal Key's top five today. He was on first take. We were talking about the name, image, likeness. So Key did uh, a Stephen A's list, but he called it Key's A's list. And it was like a top five of the all-time college football guys that would have made the most money off their name, image, and likeness. So at number five, he did Rocket Raheem Ismail, uh, which is a good pick, LZ. Mm -hmm. I would say the Rocket was a big deal in the 80s, you know? Absolutely. I mean, he did so much in terms of the conversation about how you compensate athletes anyway. Right. So it would only make sense that if he had this opportunity, he would have maximized it. For sure. And he was electric, right? Like, you know, the Rocket. It was Notre Dame, too, on top of that. Yeah. So he had Rocket Ismail. Then he had Brian Bosworth at number four. And, you know, look, the Bos was all about marketing, so I, I, mm-hmm. I get that one. How would you feel about that one? That's smart. Yeah. That's smart because he was – I mean, we know his name, and he really didn't do anything in the pros. We do. That is true. So, number three, he had Tim Tebow. And this is where I was like, Key, I'm not feeling that one. Because I feel like Tebow would be like, no, no, no. Uh, I would not take your money. I don't need the money. I'm good. You know, like. Well, I, my sense is Tebow only said that because of the rules. Mm. If he really, you know, didn't care about money, he'd probably stop trying to do all this other stuff that he's doing. So. Well, wasn't his dad, his daddy like a doctor or something? I've never seen a rich person say I'm good. Okay. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So then number two, he had Reggie Bush, who we talked about. Look, we, we know that. But number one, you know who our guy Key had at number one on that list? Who? Himself, Keyshawn Johnson. And we're surprised? No, not actually. When I saw not it, I did all. laugh. I chuckled. Exactly. Yeah, I did chuckle. It was funny. Not at all. Yeah, it was very funny. Now, who would be your top five? This all is right. a tough list to make, honestly, I think. It is. It is. Um, I'm going to say at number five, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, this is going to be a little bit off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Mia Ham. Oh, okay. I like that. I mean, it was supposed to be college football, but you can go off the oh, board. I thought, it was just co- I thought it was just. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You go whatever you want. You make it whatever okay. you want. I'll make so, yeah, mine I, college football then. So yeah, I got Mia Ham. Mm-hmm. I got Christian Leitner at number right. four. Yeah. At number three, I got Bobby Hurley. Okay. At number two, I have Tim Tebow. Okay. And then the number one person who would have really made a whole lot of money if she could have maximized, Jenny Finch. Okay, yeah, I like all that. I like all that. So I'm going to do my list real quick. Um, I'm going to go number five, Michael Irvin, the playmaker, mm-hmm. okay? Because, man, ain't nobody talked like Michael back in the day. Uh, number four, Desmond Howard, our boy, Heisman mm-hmm. Pose. I, number three, I have Rocket. Number two, I have Reggie. And number one, come on, man, Deion Sanders, prime. Let's prime. go. All right, we're done here. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, brother. Uh, Greg and Laura, great job as always. Mucho, mucho amor. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.